Hello and welcome to a fresh episode of the Wildcat Offense Basketball Edition hosted by yours truly, Wes Ibarra of Off-Sea Sport. Before we get into tonight's recap episode, I want to thank each and every one of you for the likes, the listens, the reviews, the downloads. It means so much to me and it keeps me motivated to keep making projects like this for you all. Um, Share the podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone who's down to join the sports talk conversation. I can be found on most podcast platforms. And Offsea Sport is spelled O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. There you can find my other project, Greatness, that's spelled G-R, number eight, N-S-S, where I provide short, in-depth opinions and a little bit of education on the top athletes in their sport today, such as Shohei Otani, the $700 million man, or Nikola Jokic, the guy that just can't seem to be stopped on the basketball court, or Naoya Inoue, who could be the second coming of Manny Pacquiao. Um, If you enjoy that, please, again, share the podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone who is down down to join the Sports Talk conversation, as well as anyone who is just a fan of those particular athletes. Um, but let's get back to the main point here. What a win. What a win. I mean, in the preview show, I had no doubt in my mind that, um, Northwestern was going to settle the score here. Or I guess if you like, um, Pooh Shiesty and Lil Dirk, get it back in blood on uh, Northwestern's court. And that they did. I mean, sure. It lived up to the billing, excuse me, of having a top tier game, very close and down to the wire. But I did say that this game could very well be like Purdue all over again. And I mean, a team that's technically better on paper, a team that's top 10, a team that's in your conference, maybe not the best college basketball player in the country on uh, on the team, but definitely one of the best uh, out there and probably second or third best in the Big Ten. And you're at home. You decide to wear nice threads. The Cats were uh, out in their Chicago flag uniforms. Crowds invested. It went to overtime. It's almost a carbon copy just with a much more higher magnitude right with illinois being our bitter in-state rival in this conference and wow 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 like whenever northwestern was faced with the task this year this year it seems like they just show up right the cats are now 10 and 1 at home so it seems like it doesn't matter if you're a top 10 team chances are you might not come away victorious at Welsh Ryan if you're going to be playing the Cats. And as for the Cats, since this is a Wildcat podcast, you wish you played the best of college basketball at Welsh Ryan Arena every night. Because it seems like you can't lose there, minus the exception of Chicago State. But, man, this is a really good win. Because, sure, it wasn't a blowout or what have you, but these are going to be the wins that will be looked at when it's Selection Sunday, right? I mean, there's even before 
uh, Wednesday night. There was no doubt in my mind that this was going to be a tournament team. Even if they kept it close and did not come away with the win, I still believe that. But, you know, talking with uh, peers at my main occupation, as well as others that I know outside of the podcast that are um, college basketball fans or even Illinois alumni and Illinois basketball fans, they're convinced now that um, Northwestern is a for sure legit team and they're finally believing into what I say about this team. And, I mean, granted, it's not that they were ignorant and thought that this team was bad. They knew this team was good, but they didn't think it was going to be let's beat um, Illinois good. And, you know, now that the Cats have beaten teams like Illinois and Purdue, kept it close against Nebraska, kept it close against Wisconsin, and beat up on Michigan State, right? You know, yeah, yeah, this this team, you can, I think, argue, has finally turned a corner. And um, hopefully the Cats can carry that momentum into tomorrow's game, which you will hear from me again tomorrow when uh, the Cats take on Ohio State. But let's get into the numbers here. So the game leaders for uh, Wednesday night's game, uh, Marcus Domask led the way for Illinois with 22 points, 9 for 18 from the field, 2 for 4 from 3, 2 for 3 from the line. Uh, Coleman Hawkins with 13 rebounds. Domask led the way with assists with 6, and Coleman Hawkins, 2 blocks. So a bit of an NBA Jam-style uh, leaderboard for uh, the Illinois Fighting Illini. As for... Our uh, cats, Boo Booey with 29 points. I did say in the last show that Boo Booey needs to have a bounce back game. And of course, since he's a big time college player, there's no doubt that he was going to bounce back after having a very uh, poor uh, scoring night against um, against Nebraska, but was definitely going to have a good game against Illinois, but I didn't think it was going to be this good. 12 for 25 from the field, 3 for 5 from 3, perfect from the line, 2 for 2. Matthew Nicholson finally has something has something huge to uh, to put in. 8 rebounds. Bowie led the way with 7 assists, no surprise there. And 4 blocks from Matthew Nicholson. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And usually, Illinois will face, face up with the bigger more physical team but hey if Matthew Nicholson is going to lead the way with the the blocks let's go for it he did foul out though uh so at some point the Cats did miss his presence but luckily the Cats did just enough to get away with the 96-91 victory um and you know the score was pretty close I think I said it was going to be six or 71 to 68 or something like that. And it was 96-91, uh, which is a huge jump from what the score was at half. It was 34-32 cats at the half, and you jumped to 96-91. Granted, the game went into overtime, and the the cats and the Illini did have a bit of a scoring surge in the second half, scoring 42 for the cats, 44 for Illinois. So uh, close all around. Uh, and, of course, the cats had a, a slight advantage after the overtime period, and... Um, ended up winning the game so looking at the team stats northwestern led the way field goal wise 55.1 percent to 40.8 three pointers all northwestern 61.1 11 for 18 45.8 for the illini free throws 
Illinois got us there. 18 for 24, 75% on the night, while the Cats went 9 for 13. So, again, not getting that many opportunities at the line. Uh, that needs to happen a little bit more because, again, they're free. That's free points, unguarded. And hopefully that can show up tomorrow against Ohio State. Cats had the edge in assist, 16-14. We got out-rebounded, though, 44-31. More offensive rebounds to Illinois, 20-6. to six. Uh, So despite Matthew Nicholson having the game of his life rebounding-wise, six rebounds only to their name. Cats had more steals, not a surprise, 6-5. to five. More blocks, 3-5 to five, or 5-3. Five to three. And turnovers. They forced Illinois into 10 turnovers, and the Northwestern Wildcats only committed five. Way to take care of the basketball cats. And, you know, that is their brand of basketball, and that's probably going to be, like, one of the pillar keys for the rest of the season, right? It's for them to take care of the basketball and force the other team to give it up. And, you know, they seem to do a pretty good job at that, um, especially just watching some of the uh, footage back. It seems like, yeah. I mean, sure, teams tend to play with a higher sense of urgency when they're playing against their bitter rival, but, you know, Northwestern has shown that they can do it with even the best of them. So, furthermore, looking at the stats, four players in double figures for uh, the Illini. So, outside of Damask, Coleman Hawkins also had 22, Guerriere with 15, Terrence Shannon Jr. in 40 minutes of play. So that's quite a lot for Terrence Shannon. Only 12 points. 3 for 8 from the field. 1 for 5 from 3, but 5 for 6 from the line. Uh, did help out in the rebounds, assists um, area with 3 and 3. 5 turnovers. So um, I did mention in the last episode that this was his second game back from his very, um, very well-known suspension. Um, and this was his first away game. And, of course, with the Northwestern uh, faithful being even more invested than ever in uh, men's basketball, you can only imagine how much of nerves was going to be on um, Terrence Shannon Jr. And luckily, the Cats did a great job of keeping him at bay. So, yes, um, they did meet that key that I had for them, which was to keep Terrence Shannon Jr. Um, from doing anything crazy, forcing guys like Guerriere, Hawkins, and Domask to do work, um, and Rodgers. So, um, speaking of, Rodgers had six points, and from the bench, they got production from Harmon and Goody, six and eight points, respectively, and the rest of the list did not score um, or record anything of substance. As for the Cats, they also had four guys in double figures, almost five. So they could have easily had their starting five in double figures. So outside of Bowie, Brooks Barnheiser, what a guy. 23 points, nine for 15 from the field, four for six from three. Um, one for two at the line, though, uh, five rebounds, two assists, one steal, and only one foul. So good for him for staying out of foul trouble. Ty Berry a guy that I needed to really um, perform that night. 14 points, 4 for 7, 3 for 6 from uh, the 3-point line, and 3 for 4 from uh, the stripe. 4 rebounds, 1 assist, only 1 turnover, 1 steal, 3 fouls. Matthew Nicholson, despite fouling out, had 12 points, 6 for 7 from the field, and uh, with the 8 rebounds, so 2 rebounds away from a double-double. He had 3 assists himself. 
Look at that. And also took care of the basketball with the one turnover. Langborg, in 41 minutes of play, had nine points, three for eight, one for one from three, two for three from the line, six rebounds. So one point away from having a uh, double-figure game. And kind of like how Nebraska had practically six guys, if I'm not mistaken, in double figures, it seems like now Northwestern gave Illinois the Nebraska treatment, right, by having their starting five nearly be in double figures. And when you can get a lot of people involved in such a figure, right, there's a good chance that you're going to win the game. And albeit it was close, it had to be an extra five minutes to decide the game, you know, as long as everyone's contributing, you know, basketball is a team sport after all, you have a really good chance of coming away with the dub. Um, from bench production, not much either. Uh, people of substance, Nick Martinelli and uh, Blake Preston. Preston only had eight minutes and scored three points, while Nick Martinelli had six points in 20 minutes. So a little bit of a um, misnomer there, right? Because uh, Nick Martinelli usually goes off in bigger games. But hey, you know, he did take advantage of the minutes that he had. Three for five from the field with three rebounds, right? So way to take advantage of your 20 minutes and be a pretty decent presence for the team. And those were the only two guys that had actual minutes. Uh, Clayton had three minutes, but everyone else did not seem to check into the game. Uh, but again, with most of the team being in double figures, that really, really helps. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, wow. I, I still can't get over the fact that, you know, Northwestern really, really, really came away with uh, this win. I mean, and I mean it in a, in a way that, like, they won it the way they did, right? I wanted them to win the game in 40 minutes, right? 40 minutes of intensity. I'm sure that's what I said in the last show. And for the most part, that's what happened with a sprinkle, or not, I shouldn't say sprinkle, with a huge serving of scoring and a huge scoring uh, output from Boo Booey and Brooks Barnheiser. But, you know, it's nice. It's really, really nice uh, to really, really protect home court, especially against teams that will always pose a threat, not just within the Big Ten, but nationally. And I know I've been saying all season that this is a team that's going to be a tournament team. They're battle-tested. They got experience. They got cohesiveness. They got discipline. They got the right structure. But this should give you more confidence in uh, believing that this team can really, really make a big run going into March, right? Like, last year's team went to round of 32. They were that close to being a Sweet 16 team. You know, if the Cats can keep playing like this, I have reason to believe that this could be an Elite 8 team, right? Now, in an ideal world, right, and I don't, I'm not bringing this up because I'm also an alumni of this particular school, but I would love it if the Cats can go to the Final Four like 2018 Loyola, right? But, you know, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. This is a win that the team needs to really use as a motivator. Along with the big Purdue victory, 
as a motivator for the rest of the year, right? Because they are going to see Nebraska again. They are going to see Purdue again. Um, and then they're also going to see other opponents. They're going to see Ohio State on Saturday. They're going to face Michigan at some point. And I think last year, the Cats struggled with Michigan. And Michigan looks more vulnerable than ever. So this would be a really, really good time to get two back from Michigan. And, you know, try and dominate at home and keep pickpocketing wins on the road, right? So, you know, it feels really good to be 10-1 and at home. In an ideal world, it's 11-0, and right? Simulation would have it as 11-0. and But, hey, 10-1 and is not bad. It's actually great. And the Cats just need to start stealing games on the road from now on because you can say that there's a lot of college basketball left to be played. But if you take into account that the shortest month of the year is coming up, February, and then you have March, a little bit of March, first week and a half of March, there's not really that many games left. And time does go by. So, you know, you have a full month of regular season basketball, then you got the postseason. So the Cats really need to hunker down for the next 35, 40 days or so, because you want to build that resume moving forward. And it would just be so disappointing to underperform the rest of the way after beating perhaps the best of the best outside of Wisconsin. And um, I kind of wish that they got a second game against Wisconsin this year, but it is what it is. Schedules are schedules, but that's not going to stop the Cats from being a tournament team. I mean, they're just on the outside looking in when it comes to being in the top 25, right? So, and not too long ago, they were a top 25 team. And as long as they can keep winning, maybe by the end of this weekend, they will be. So I, I want to know what you guys think. Are you in Valhalla 48 hours after this big win? Because I am, you know, and I have friends, family, colleagues that went to Illinois and I loved, loved it, loved it, loved it. Telling them how much this win, 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 sounding like Drake over here, how much this win really, really means for us this year, right? And in, in my opinion, it really took away the bad taste of losing to the Illini by 30 in uh, Champagne, you know granted granted um the odds were much closer for this game but nobody gave northwestern a chance to win except us and you know i want to hear what you guys think do you think that this is going to be the game that sets the tone for the rest of the season i sure do uh but you know let's save some more energy for saturday when the cats take on ohio state uh tomorrow so I'm going to sign off here. Thank you so much for joining me on your Friday night. So if you're putting in a little bit of time, chilling at home, or maybe just night dreaming, if you will, about tomorrow afternoon's game against Ohio State and reminiscing about this great win, I appreciate you joining me. It really means a lot, as well as the likes the ratings, the listens, the downloads. It means so much to me. It keeps making uh, me motivated to keep creating this for you all. 
So I will see you on Saturday. Keep basking in the win. Keep staying poised and confident in this team because we sure as heck are going to need it tomorrow against Ohio State. Um, share the friend, podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone who is down to join the Sports Talk Conversation. I can be found on most podcast platforms at O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. I will see you tomorrow and go Cats! Bye.